All right, welcome back to the program. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of our lives and for the gift of Thanksgiving. And Lord, I ask that you'd bless all of those families that are together during this time. And Lord, those families that were unable to get together for all the different reasons that hold families back. Lord, I pray that your mercy would flow. I pray that this would be for us a beautiful day of um, being grateful for the gift of family and most especially for being part of the family of God, that you love us, Lord, so much that you show us your mercy through your Son. I ask, God, that you would anoint this conversation with Mary Grace and Mary Catherine. I ask, God, that it would be a blessing for so many who are listening. And, Lord, give us that grace of looking forward to heaven, looking forward to that place where we'll be with you, celebrating forever the gift of your love. And we make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, young ladies, you are here today. First of all, you need to say hello to everyone who's here. So why don't you guys just introduce yourself so they'll get used to your voices. So why don't we start with uh, the oldest, Mary Grace. Hey, guys, it's me, Mary Grace. Haven't been on here in a while. I'm 22. I live in Oregon, about 45 minutes southwest of Portland, and I'm so happy to be here. Hi, you guys. My name is Mary Catherine. I am a freshman in college at Franciscan University. Go Barons! And I am a business marketing major. Pretty cool. You can do a lot with that. And I'm so glad to be here today. Um, yeah, thank you for having me on, Dad. Oh, you're welcome. It's, uh, I didn't know that Franciscan University was the Barons. Yeah, I don't even know what they are. It's like a knight, I think. A Baron is a kind of knight. Yeah, yeah. but... I didn't know what it was until I got there, and everyone was like, go barons, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> I think of the labor barons, the ones who had these monopolies in, like, oil and railroads, and... Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. robber barons, yes. the robber barons. Okay. Those, that wasn't a good thing, so <laughs> hopefully these barons are good barons, yeah. so that's so funny. Um, well, guys, first of all, you're here. It was a surprise. Yes. And, um, Very I, planned. It was a Long wonderfully planned. planned surprise, but somehow I got in on it. By accident. So, first of all, who came up with the idea? Well, I, I actually was wondering about it because, Mary Grace, you asked me something about... Would you Dad? be willing to pay for MC to come out Did you Christmas? say it like that? I said, oh. I said, how much would you be willing to pay to fly Mary Catherine out for Christmas? I asked you that like a month ago. That's right. Seeing how much you would pay for a flight. Yeah. Because we were looking at ticket prices. Oh, so that was the, the, the plan all the way went back to then. It was in October, and I think it was well, Mary Catherine's idea. So I wasn't supposed to come home for Thanksgiving because the ticket prices are so expensive, and I would be coming out three weeks later anyways for Christmas. And so I was, like, trying to convince Mom and Dad. I was like, please, like, money, no amount of money is worth time with your daughter. And they were like, no, like, we can't. Like, it's just not worth it. And I called my sister Mary Grace, and I was like, MG, please, like, I'm going to be so sad, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, not with the family, and she was like, okay, MC, like, I'll buy you a ticket to Portland, you'll fly here, we'll drive up, and we'll surprise the family, and I was like, great, like, let's just do that, we'll have dad pay for the ticket once it, <laughs> once it comes around, um, that's how it got started, though, but now we're here, and so. And it, it was a, for me, it was a really beautiful, powerful moment was the moment of the surprise. Because I, I found out through a variety of circumstances that you guys were coming. And, um, and the big meetup wasn't happening at home. Mm -hmm. So just because of circumstances when you were arriving, it was we were at the Oaks for basketball games. Well, when I found out, actually, 
I remember I called the family and I was like, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Because like trying to like make it seem like I wanted to know. And they were like, oh, we have basketball games on Tuesday night. And so I called the MG right away and I was like, emergency, like we need to get there on time for their basketball games so we can surprise them all there and like go to their basketball games. And so we planned our schedule around meeting you guys at the basketball games because we knew the whole family would be there and it was their first games of the season. So that's where we did it. Well, and I like the clever approach that you took. Who came up with the idea that Mary Grace, you were going to come in first? I think we just both agreed on it because we thought if there's any suspicion for any of the kids or with mom that there might be a surprise just in case uh, dad was going to, like if he accidentally spoiled the surprise, um, we were like, we have to have a backup plan. So I'll go in first. And if there's any suspicion, they'll be like, oh, it was just Mary Grace coming. Then they'll be super excited already. The excitement will kind of wear down. Give them, give them time to just like think, think, yeah. think that things are normal, and then have MC come in and the have it be a huge no surprise. One, like, no one expected me because like I'm in Ohio and so it's so far away. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we were like, MG should go in first and like let them get excited them get about excited. that. And then yeah. when I walk in, everyone will freak out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. Yes. Uh, Mom, it just happened. It was like a between quarters or halftime or something. Mm-hmm. It was actually perfect timing. It well, was, yeah. MG, she was like, I'm going to text you when you should come in. And I was like, should I come in right now? And, and she had been in for like five minutes. And she was like, no, Mom's in the bathroom. And I was like, no, that's perfect. I'll run inside and like sit down next to you or something. And so I run inside and I see my dad in like the lobby. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And like I run inside and all my siblings see me and they like freak out. And they're like, MC, like, what are you doing here? And they're all like, where's mom? And I'm like, she's in the bathroom. You have to hide me. And so my little sister's like, get on top of my lap. And like Mary Grace starts taking a video. And like my mom's like, oh my God. Like she comes back and she walks up the stairs like to where we were sitting in the bleachers. Yes. And um, the little girl's like covering my face. And mom, my mom was like, oh, I'm so glad MG's here. And then like they move apart, I guess. And like my mom starts like screaming. She freaked out. In front of everyone. I have never (laughs) seen her freak out that much. It was crazy. Kind of crazy. In a public setting. Yes, yeah. In a public it was setting. insane. The athletic director came up and said, So did somebody get married, uh, get engaged? <laughs> someone get engaged or someone's having a baby? Yeah, or something like that. He was like, What is going on? I said, and then we explained it. And he says, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That was that was worthy of those levels of screaming. Yes. Yeah. So, and this is uh, the longest MC has been away from home. Yeah. So, Three ever. And, and you know what? It, it's, uh, I want to start with that. So, Mary Catherine, yeah, you're calling her MC, Mary Catherine. Um, this is, you know, you're away at college. Yeah. You're a freshman. You're at Franciscan University in mm-hmm. Steubenville, Ohio. Um, and it, it's some interesting things have shown up, like things that weren't really part of your personality. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was, everybody was teasing because you sent a text one time into the little group chat that said, I am depression. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, you did not. You said, I have depression. I have depression. Oh, I have not, depression. Not, I'm depressed. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I have depression. That's what it was. Sorry. And well, and, and, it's, and it, there was a particular manifestation of your depression. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, so I first got to Franciscan. Like, I was with my mom. But when I first meet people, I'm so nervous. Like, especially when, like, everyone seems so comfortable. Like, I felt so uncomfortable. And I was like, I'm with my mom. Like, it's going to be so weird meeting people. Like, I'm in, like, a new setting. And, like, I was so nervous. And, like, after my mom left, like, I did not know what to do. Like, I met a few kids. But, like... Everyone already seemed so comfortable, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have no friends. Like, this is so sad, and, like, I would call my family and, like, cry and stuff. It was awful, but then 
I started meeting new people and like I tried to like put myself out there more like joining intramurals which is like a thing we do at Franciscan where students will play each other and like little pickup games and like I ref those um that's my job but besides the point um I started trying to meet new people and like put myself out there for like different activities and stuff and now I love Franciscan I love all the kids there I have amazing friends um everyone there is so awesome all the all the friars walking around everywhere they're so nice um yeah now now I'm not depressed but I thought I had depression for a while I thought I was gonna reference the fact that Things started showing up on the credit card. Oh. All these little minute missile small expenses because you discovered that you were logged into our Amazon account and you had all these needs to buy all and then well, then was... we got a credit card bill and, and mom was like, What is this? It's like thirty seven orders from Amazon. Definitely not that many. There's a ton. I've seen Well them. the thing about the thing about depression is <laughs> you, Mary Catherine has a lot of experience, so you can trust that this is a reliable source. Uh, it was it was so nice. You were compensating. It was so nice, like getting a package so in nice the mail. So nice to have some stuff <laughs> to yes. fill in the God-shaped hole in my heart. I didn't know what else to fill it with, but stuff. I really didn't. It was it was it was bad. But then I started meeting people and like I stopped the expenses and they logged me out. But, <laughs> they um, logged you out, changed the password, hey, got rid of all the credit cards. Now she's in debt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay. So tell me about the, uh, there were some really uh, cute videos that you've sent along the way. Uh, one of the first ones was when you went into the bookstore. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. So Franciscan, we have this like school student store and it has like sweatshirts and like books and then it has like... Um, medicine if you need it or like food like little things like that um and I walked in and there was like this whole section full of like holy objects like scapulars holy medals um saint cards saint cards like rosary rows and rows and rows of them and I was shocked at how many different saint cards and saint medals there were I was like just send me your favorite saints and I'll send you these medals. Like, they have literally every saint. And I thought it was so cool because I've never been to, like, a store besides, like, the Catholic bookstore that had so many, like, holy objects. I was, like, blown away. And But I was like, then again, I'm at Franciscan University in Steubenville, like, the most Catholic city in the world. So, like, <laughs> not very surprised. But then I sent a video in my family group chat and I was like, what do you guys want? Like, I'll just send you, send you a scapular, send you a holy medal, like... Any, any holy object you want, I got you guys. Like, I got everything here. Um, now, that was... Is this, is this funny? Because this was a proud papa moment. Here's my <laughs> daughter away at college, and she's sending back videos with authentic enthusiasm of being in the bookstore, looking at holy medals, holy cards, saint <laughs> cards, and scapulars and rosaries. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I couldn't have been happier. Until you told me about this concert-like atmosphere that showed up one particular day because there was a talk that was going to be given and you were waiting outside the door tell me about it this is the epitome of catholic university students i i swear so as i guarantee all of you guys know who father mike schmitz is he does youtube he did the 100 day bible what was it bible in a year bible in a year podcast yes that was huge that's what he talked about mostly but he was coming to visit our school and have like a talk, a talk with um, Dr. Scott. Dr. Hahn. Scott Hahn, yes. And it was a huge thing. Like there was posters about it everywhere. And the night came, and there were so many people waiting outside the gym to get in and see him. And like 
everyone was like jumping up and down, like freaking out. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like Father Mike Schmidt's like, it's just a priest. Like I guess he's like a celebrity in the Catholic culture. And so I go around the back doors um, to get like the front row seats because like I need to be up front to see Father Mike Schmidt. Everyone's freaking out about it. And so me and a few of my friends go around the back doors and I see Father Mike Schmitz in in like a window like a doorway window. I see him standing there and I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, like that is him. And they're like, no, it's not him, sick, it's another priest. And I'm like, I saw him before everyone else. Like I was the one who saw him first. Like, that is him. And then he like leaves. And so we go up the back doors and we like get in the gym first. And like a few minutes later, people come running in the gym like screaming like I swear there was like a shooter or something like everyone is running in the gym to get like the front row seats people were like jumping at seats to get to them like I was like wow I wish everyone was excited about this about masses like to get seats like for some it was insane like it was like a concert or something and everyone gets their seats and like there's this one seat next to me and um this lady walks by me and she's like hey is anyone sitting there and I was like no you can sit there and she, I asked her, like, who she was and, like, how she knows, like, does she live in Steubenville? And she's like, oh, my husband is a professor and, like, I'm just so excited to see Father Mike Schmitz. Like, I've been doing his um, Bible in a Year podcast, like, following it along and, like, I've been really wanting to meet him. And um, he walks in as we're talking and everyone starts freaking out. Like, people are jumping up and down. Like, this lady next to me is, like, screaming hysterically and she's like, I wish I brought a sign, like, for him to see me. Um, everyone is, like, taking videos and pictures, like, it was insane, like, this lady next to me is, like, freaking out, I was laughing so hard, and she's like, there he is, there he is, like, it was, it was crazy, um, and I got a video for my family, because we watched, during COVID, we watched his mass, um, his online mass, because when, when we couldn't go, and that's how, like, we kind of got to know him, and, like, watching his videos in school, but um, it was very exciting seeing a Catholic celebrity. Well, and then since then, you've also sent some other ones. Like, hey, look who we're seeing tonight. Like you saw oh, Matt yes. Frad. Yes, And I did. Deacon that Harold was... Burke Sivers, right? Yes, yes. Those were also very, they weren't as big of talks, but those were both very crowded. Um, Matt Frad, I didn't know who he was, but a lot of my friends did. And they were like, you need to go to this. Does you need to go to this. how to find your soulmate without losing your soul? Um, he, he, or is he Pines with Aquinas? He used, yes, Pines with Aquinas oh, okay. podcast. And he, like, for years was focused more on, like, helping men in particular, but men and women, overcome pornography. But mm-hmm. since then, he's migrated to, like, broader areas. And Pines with Aquinas is just a really good interview podcast where he will go in-depth with lots and lots of... Um, sort of big deal Catholic speakers. So he does a great job. He really does. Uh, for all the experience I've had doing interviewing, I've, I've learned from him. He does a, an amazing job of drawing people out. So Pints with Aquinas, a very interesting podcast. All right, well, believe it or not, we're up against our first break. When we come back, Mary Grace, I'm going to uh, turn to you and have you share a little bit about your story and your situation down in Newburgh, Oregon. Back in a minute with more Sound Insight. Welcome back to the program. This is uh, Tom Curran. I'm with my daughters, Mary Grace and Mary Catherine. It is actually Thanksgiving as we're recording this, and Kerry is upstairs preparing the turkey. I loved it. Uh, uh, What a beautiful, pleasant surprise we had uh, that not only did the two of you come in, but your sister, who is in Boston, I flew her in, Mm -hmm. and I surprised you guys. 
kind of sort of maybe a little bit yes i was surprised i had a suspicion but not strong enough to do any research yes i was out working yesterday and i was and and i also just slid in a a trip to the airport (laughs) picked up uh, Anne marie brought her back and I, i had her come in the back door had her hid under a blanket in the couch. I went upstairs and I got all mad at the kids leaving the downstairs a mess. No, get down here. Carrie, you got to see this. And she came down and all of a sudden, Anne-Marie jumps out from under the blanket. Surprise! Liliana <laughs> came like running upstairs. She's like, Anne-Marie is here. And I was like, I was You're genuinely joking. confused. Like, Anne-Marie's not like, actually what? here. And then we go downstairs and she's there. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> This is the first time we've been together since Mother's Day 2020. Was that really? Yeah, because yep. I left last Christmas before Anne-Marie came in. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. You guys just missed each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, it was COVID. It was mid-2020. Yeah, and Anne-Marie came up for like the weekend, mm-hmm. right, for Mother's Day. Oh, wow. I, I was wondering how long it's been. It's been a long, a long time. time. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so because you're down in Newburgh. So, and it's fascinating, Mary Grace, because we've talked about your story here. When you graduated from high school, you chose a, a different path. And it was something that you had discerned in your high school year. So just do a quick rewind of um, like how you ended up in Newburgh through the two big hop steps, jumps through World Race and um, Carry the Love. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was in high school, I uh, discovered a year-long gap year mission trip. Um, as soon as I found out about it, I was like, oh, absolutely, this is what I feel called to do. I don't know what I want to study in college yet. Um, So yeah, I went, I lived in Guatemala, Thailand, Myanmar, Swaziland, and South Africa for nine months. I lived on mission with uh, 50 other young people, which was really amazing. Um, After that, uh, nine months, I... Now talk about, you said it was amazing. I want to know, um, you had said, before you went on it, you said, because it was a disruption for us. Mm-hmm. Right, because as a mom and dad, we have this vision that's a very natural one. You know, we're going to put you. We're going to make sure you get well educated to prepare you to go to college, because mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing: is get you to college. Because then once you get out of college, you then can have a career, or you'll meet mm-hmm. your future spouse, and you'll get married. Yeah. And I remember you saying to me, Dad, I want to go do this mission work because it'll ground me more more deeply in my faith in Christ. Because mm-hmm. then, having done that, I'll have a much better idea of where I ought to be going to school. Mm-hmm. With the idea that going to college is a potential place where you could lose your faith rather than deepen your faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I was really touched by that. I was very impressed that you had that, that kind of insight. So if you could discuss, like, talk about the fruits. What were the fruits of having gone on that mission year? Yeah. Um, I knew before going into it, or I had a feeling that if I lived on mission for nine months, I would, it would like solidify my faith so deeply that there would be no chance, uh, of me going back, um, which was what happened. Um, and also being on mission, I got to see people in the red light district who are being, uh, like sex trafficked. Um, I got to see refugees and hear about people who worked at refugee camps, Um, just got to see things that when I experienced them and saw the brokenness, um, the Lord really spoke to me through it. And I felt like, oh, this is something that I can actually 
do with my life and like when I go back to school I actually know what I want to study I'm not just going to do like I was planning on doing I think like business administration but I didn't know what I wanted to do with it um that's a fine major but I was like if I'm going to be going to college I want to study something that I know um will be in line with the Lord's will for my life and I think if I had gone to college it would have been fine I would have eventually gotten there um but I'm really glad I did go there or I did do mission because now I'm like oh okay I am studying social work and going into like pre-law in college so I can eventually work with uh like human trafficking victims or refugees or uh just people who are in those really broken areas and I don't think that my heart would have been as like broken for those groups if I hadn't seen it uh firsthand so well and I also think you have a Uh, sort of a prophetic critique of American life. Um, Having lived what you did, I can remember the, when you came back, uh, you, you were like, I can't believe, and then there were a couple of things you said about Americans and American culture, that because we're so immersed in it, we don't always recognize it. Uh, Do you remember what those things were? I mean, there's a lot of physical comfort and materialism and, you know, just like... angry. Do you remember that? Like how, I can't believe how angry Americans are compared to how peaceful people are who have nothing. Yeah. Or people are in a rush, in a hurry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other countries are often have, like, especially in South America and in Africa, uh, they have more warm cultures as opposed to America is a cold culture. So warm culture is relational, is the most important thing. So people will stop and talk to each other. They're not in a hurry to accomplish things. But here, the priority is get things done, get money, uh, finish things before relationship with people. So that was definitely a shock coming back. But also, it's hard to know that you are in the depths of that when you've been in it your entire life. So coming out of the world race, I saw how broken uh, people in America were, especially people who are my age who are just so... uh, morally lost and broken there's so much like suicide and oppression and anxiety among people of my age so I decided to go back onto the mission field but in the United States so I did another mission program um, where I got trained up went to a discipleship school learned a lot about the Holy Spirit and uh, got a love for scripture lived in community again and then went back on mission outreach at college campuses um, so we did like worship nights, ministry nights, where we got to pray for people experiencing the spiritual poverty that is in uh, the United States. So, well, and and again, that was for me. It was really cool. You'd, you'd you'd send back videos from the different things, and you have these testimonies of miracles that were happening right there, mm-hmm. people's lives being changed, and how many. Um, I would say one of the things that you talked about a lot was ministering to um, these young ladies on college campuses who were uh, either depressed or uh, or uh, anxious, uh, just lost and broken. Mm-hmm. A lot and of addiction. A lot of addiction. And, and again, it's one of those things you can maybe read about it, but when it's up close in your face, it, it has a different impact. And especially when you can impact it by bringing Christ into the situation. Mm-hmm. And that for me is so powerful, is that Christ is the living God who moves with power to actually set people free. Yeah. So uh, having gone through those two years, all of a sudden we're like, oh great, time to come home. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I, I'm gonna, I've got a different form of mission now, and this involves community. And so tell us about Newburgh. Yeah, so when I was on the college campus uh, mission, I 
became really close friends with a girl who also did the world race, the international missions, the same year I was doing it. Um, but she was on a different route. So she went to different countries, but we did the same program. Um, so we had a lot of similar experiences. She's from Oregon. I was from Washington. We grew up in similar homes, just got along super well, had a similar vision for our lives. And she, her boyfriend, now husband, uh, lived in Oregon where a church was like in this small town, like I said, 45 minutes Southwest of Portland. So not in the city. Um, but she's like, there's this church there. It's pretty crazy. Revival's happening. People are getting healed. Tons of people are moving there. Um, do you want to move there with me? And it was pretty much a no brainer in my mind. I mostly just wanted to live with her because she was one of my best friends. I knew I wanted to go back to school. I did online college last year. Um, but you can do online college anywhere. Uh, but I knew that after traveling and kind of being uprooted for a couple years, it does take a toll on you physically and doing a lot of outpour and ministry is like I needed a break. I needed to rest. Um, so, yeah, we decided to move and I've lived in Newburgh with her and she lives with her husband now. But I live with six girls in a big house. Uh, we're all part of the church and we're just doing pretty normal life like a lot of us are in college we work and we go to the grocery store and we do skate ministry and youth group um, but also it's a totally different rhythm of life because uh, we're not it's not super intense okay we're doing these big ministry nights every night and we're gonna go do this like super intense prayer and like we see people set free but it's at a different pace and it's long-term discipleship so we're getting to be uh, like youth leaders with these boys who we've seen grow up through the past couple of years in high school. Um, and we get to see the Lord doing like the slow work um, and we're getting to do like long-term friendship and see uh, like the fruits of that and like the struggles of that too. So it's just a totally different pace of life, but it's also really good just because it's with Jesus. So, so it's yeah. interesting because um, you guys have taken different paths uh, and as uh, your next younger sister, Ariana, um, is a senior at the Oaks, she's trying to discern where is she going to go next year. And so she went out and visited you, Mary Catherine, mm -hmm. and had a sense of excitement, enthusiasm about Franciscan. And yet she also um, has experienced um, through you, Mary Grace, about the difference that um, a year um, on mission with Adventures and Missions uh, can have for life. Um, and she's right now discerning in that direction. Um, and I think you're actually just even today helping her complete her application. Yeah. Uh, is that exciting to you? Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's fun to answer her questions because I, even though the race was really impactful, I don't think about it that often. So it's fun hearing her questions about like, what should I pack? And what's it like? What was it like to come back? Um, so it's kind of bringing up all of these old memories and stuff, which is cool. But yeah, this is a really like pivotal space that she's in trying to decide something that could potentially change the entire trajectory of her life. Yeah. So. Well, that was when you first had said it, I told the story a couple of years ago when you were on, I called the parent people, right? Cause I could imagine a whole bunch of parents calling up this, um, this group adventures and missions and saying, you know, what have you done to my daughter or my son and where are they going to go and are they going to be okay and all of this. And mm -hmm. they had a great parent like connection person because she's like, my daughter's been on it 
and it, it, it'll change her life and it'll change your life too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was such an enthusiastic person, knew how to answer questions. And, but it was hard because it was from the outside. It was only from the outside that I had to accept it at her word. Um, but now having, now being a father of someone who's gone on it, I, I said to all of the other kids, any of you that want to go on this, I, I would support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, that Ariana has stepped up and said, yeah, that's something she'll think about it. It's really cool. And then even just one of her, uh, schoolmates, mm-hmm. uh, ended up, uh, signing up and, and is going to be on it next year. I think that's really awesome. It's like spreading the word around mm-hmm. that. So, well, this is Tom Carn today on Sound Insight. I've got Mary Grace and Mary Catherine with me, my oldest daughter and my number three daughter. They're home as part of the surprise during the Thanksgiving break. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the game that we were, I, I stumbled into last night. You guys are there and you're playing a question game. Um, it's called Family. And the way you play is um, <clears throat> you have like a topic and everyone will write a certain... Um, do an example. Do an example of the topic. No, I'm asking. I'm saying to you, do an example, <laughs> an example. of the game. Oh, Try oh, to okay. Um, so like, if we did like Christmas was the topic, and like someone could write gingerbread houses, someone could write the Christmas tree, someone could write unwrapping presents, and we all put them in the middle, and then someone will read them all twice, and then we have to go around and guess who said which thing, and then if you guess there's right, then they're in your family. Um, and you try to get every single person on your family and guess correctly what people wrote down. Yes. Yeah, and, and the, uh, the the logistics for the game is less important than the topic. So when I came in, you guys were talking about needs versus wants in a future spouse. Yes. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to talk to you about that. Well, uh, the first the first one we did was wants. Yeah, so so that was kind of cute because I walked in and you guys were reading out loud the answers to the question, what do you what would what would you want in your husband so this or is your a, future spouse? Yeah, so it's not a core thing, but it's an extra that would be really nice to have. It's the whipped cream on top. Yes, yes. chocolate yes. drizzle. We call it chocolate <laughs> drizzle. Like the ice cream is like Catholic and honest just the really important things and then chocolate drizzle is like if they're a chef or private jet if they can <laughs> if they have a cool car or just like kind of more surface level things that are just fun yeah yeah so it was fun to hear the answers because we're talking about uh mary grace you're 22 mm-hmm. all the way down to liliana who's nine uh-huh. and so to see all nine of you answering those questions um based on the different ages and stages where you're at it was cute because some of the answers were really clear who was mm-hmm. uh, saying what. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so after the wants, uh, then came the need. Like and, and when I think of need, it was like the authentic need, the must, the mm-hmm. requirement. Like if he doesn't imperative. have this, you're not going to get married. Yeah. Yeah. And what were, do you remember what yours were? Um, I said good work ethic, hardworking. That's just one of them. Obviously I have more, but... That, I feel like that's really, that's a good quality for your husband to have because my dad is very hardworking and I see how that benefits our family every day. And I want my husband to be like my dad. What a good answer. Not like my dad, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. So when we come back, I want to dig into that a little bit because mom and I played that round and we had some answers to say too. And I was like, oh, this, this would be really interesting to talk about on the radio. 
So that was one of the inspirations for me to say, hey, you young ladies, why don't you come on and join me? All right, when we come back, I'm going to share a little bit about what Carrie and I had to say about qualities in a future spouse. All this and more on Sound Insight. Welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. It's great to be with you all. If you're enjoying this program, please go to mycatholicfaith.org, mycatholicfaith.org. You can get access to this podcast, the Dr. Tom Curran podcast, not as popular as Father Mike Schmitz's <laughs> Bible in a Year, Mary Catherine, but uh, it uh, it's great. You can sign up for it right there. You can also get access to free downloads, uh, audio, video, and eBooks. I have a book called The Gift of Marriage. How about that? Is mm-hmm. that pretty cool? Very cool. Yep. Uh, and a book on the Mass and Confession, which I'm sure you guys have read that those books. Yeah, many yes, times. I have. Many times. Many times. I, I recommend it to all my friends. Oh, <laughs> thou shalt not lie, Mary Catherine. So, wow. oh, wow. Have you actually read it? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Is she serious? <laughs> all right. So, uh, just before we, 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 uh, we get to the break, uh, I, I really like this question. It was, um, it was a fascinating little conversation we had because um, you asked the question, what do you need in a spouse? Do you guys remember what my answer was? Um, oh, oh, hilarity. Hilarity is the word, but I didn't say it like that. Able to laugh at yourself. Able to laugh at yourself. Not take yourself too seriously. Not take yourself too seriously. And, and I, was, I was confused about that answer at first. I was like, why is that a need? And so we asked Dad about it. Do you remember what? Do you remember you what? You said it's because spouses get in, they get into fights a lot because people hold grudges and they don't want to be like prideful, and they don't want to give in to what their other spouse wants. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to explain it, but I can't. Do you remember what it was, Mary So what do you think it is? If I said that uh, hilarity, not taking yourself too seriously, would be a really important quality. Um, in a future spouse, I think it's it's yeah it's not that it's not something you read in a book really quickly. It, it's something that I, I've come to. But do you have any thoughts on it or ideas why? Um, Beyond what Mary Catherine just said, I feel like Mary Catherine explained what you said last night. Like if you get into an argument, it's yeah. important not to hold. And a it's grudge not even just stubborn. an argument. Like let's widen it. Like one of the like right now you guys are single, so it's like oh Friday night, what do I want to do? And guess what you get mm-hmm. to do? Whatever I want. Whatever you want to do. But when you marry someone, um, do you think you're going to marry someone that's more like you or more different than you? I'm okay. either going to marry someone who's just like me or who's complete opposite. <laughs> because of my personality is pretty strong. So yeah. I'm either going to marry someone as intense as me or who's like that's super true. quiet, that's true. not like me. Okay, so now think about that. What's that going to be like if you marry someone that's just like you? Super strong personality. Kind of both will uh, push against each other, and that's room for either like passion or fire go up in flames, <laughs> or we're gonna be opposite, and I'll push and he'll back away, or yeah, he'll want to stay home and I'll want to go out. <laughs> that I don't know. Boy, you're not kind of creating a nice, a kind of a fun picture of your oh, future marriage. No, <laughs> I'm just saying that's the potential when you marry someone who's a lot like you or opposite of you. Yes, that's right. So if you, you're not ready. You know, what about you, Mary Catherine? You think you'll marry someone that's um, more like you? Or actually, different? mom said this once. So me and my sister Ariana, we get along really well, but our personality types are almost completely opposite, like the Myers-Briggs personality type thing. We're, our personalities are almost completely opposite, but that's why we get along so well. And my mom one day was like, MC, you're going to marry someone who's like Ariana, and Ariana's going to marry someone who's like you because 
you get along so well. And Aaron was like, wow, my husband's going to be so awesome. And I was like, yeah, mine's going to be so boring. <laughs> <laughs> so boring. Not boring. Just, I'm yeah. the humor. I, I'm not the humor. I, Aaron is more... You guys I, just balance I, each other out. Yeah. You need I, someone to laugh at the jokes. Someone yeah. has to make the jokes. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's that idea of the compliment. To compliment it, right? Mm-hmm. And and as you know, if you can compliment, right, that if it, it stays within a healthy range, then it's good because one will bring out the best in the mm-hmm. other. But we're fallen creatures, so it doesn't always stay in that healthy range. <laughs> so, Mary Grace, you mentioned someone wants to go out, someone wants to stay in. Do you ever see that happen in our marriage? Yes, dad wants to stay home, mom wants to go out. Okay, and and did, did one of those sound like, oh, that's a healthier, better thing, and the other one's not so good, or are they both good things? They're both great. Yeah. It's they're, just for different reasons. But they're different reasons, right? So when, when I hear mom say, let's go out, let's go to the festival, let's go be with people, let's go do something, let's go take advantage of life, let's go hike, all those things sound good all by themselves, but I hear those and I'm like, I'm exhausted. It mm-hmm. drains me to do those things. What do I do? Sit home and like just talk, read, play games together, yeah. be in each other's presence. I'm quality much more. Time. Yeah, I'm much more to quality time. I love to get up early. I love to read and reflect and journal and let me see if I can go deeper in conversations. Right? I'd rather have over one couple and like let's have a really rich conversation. She'd rather fill the room up with people and just cause a lot of excitement and energy. And so that that's complimentary. But boy, complementary can also be... Uh, they're different. They're different. Mm-hmm. And when you feel the difference, all of a sudden it's like, well, what should we do tonight? Yeah. What do we do he- in this weekend? What do we mm-hmm. do right now? And that's where I say, don't take yourself too seriously. Um, I actually, I'd give a talk on this. And in the talk I said, early in marriage, we learned these four sentences. Do you remember these, that, that, in that talk, the four sentences are... This is not important to me. This is important to you. You are important to me. I'll do that. Wow. Wait, say it again. So this is related to that, uh, not taking yourself too seriously and, and the fact that you're complimentary. This, is, Im- this, this is, is not important to me. This is important to you. You are important to me. I'll do that. Well, those were fire. Yeah. I want to remember that. Yeah. So we, we actually did that one time. It was uh, 2004. Not one time, but it was, I remember when it came out. The exact date. <laughs> I did. Because it was, the Red Sox were in the World Series. Uh, and I'm out here, and I'm from Boston, and they hadn't won in 86 years. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is the chance. And they just beat the Yankees. And uh, this amazing comeback. Um, and I, didn't, I wasn't going to watch the game with anybody. So I said to mom, I said, can we host uh, some World Series uh, evenings mm-hmm. here? And I'd say, I'd love to have some guys come over and could you like host it? Could you like make some food for us and do mm-hmm. all this other stuff? And and so, uh, and she said to me, this is not important to me. This is important <laughs> to you. You are important to me. I'll do that. And so I can remember, I still remember even some of the guys that were here watching it with me. We was in the Federal White House. We were in the back room next to the kitchen and watching the games and uh, she comes in with a tray of honey tray of chicken wings you guys do you want some another beer do you want something to drink it was so neat she had she had her apron on just like today (laughs) and it was such a great night oh honey thank you for that after it was all over the red sox won i said thank you so much that was so beautiful that you did that and then she handed me she said oh you're welcome and she handed me a little invitation and a card it was to a spa night happening at our house oh my god 
<laughs> and she said, "Honey, we're gonna have this spa <laughs> night." And, and, and she so said, funny. "In the spa night, that uh, I'm hoping that you can be the host. It you can host us. All my friends come over for facials and pedicures, and oh my gosh. and uh, they're gonna be tea and tea cookies." And and I said to her. This is not important to me. This is important to you. You are important to me. I'll do that. And so spa night shows up and all these chairs were around while these little buckets that could soak their feet <laughs> in them and their little hands were being kind of whatever manicured and That's and then and, and mom goes, honey, and I come out with my tray of tea cookies <laughs> and tea and I have an apron on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was really a riot. But that's the that's the challenge. It's like cuz it can be a matter of last time I gave in to you. And so this mm-hmm. time you've got to give in to me. And that's but not I don't the point. like that mindset though. What's that? I don't like that mindset. It's like since I did this then for you, counting, you have to track. do it for me. But that is what happens. It just is so natural because what think about it this way. If I quote unquote give in, like let me do what you want this time. And you don't want to be secretly thinking, oh, that means I have to give it next time. That's yeah, sacrifice is the point. That sacrifice is the point. And then it's like, well, the next time I'm going to sacrifice again. And the next time I sacrifice again. And the other person's like, hey, I like this. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is ask. I don't even have to ask. But my spouse is so attentive. He or she just keeps giving in to what I need. This is so wonderful. I'm really enjoying this. Well, that can lead to resentment. Mm-hmm. That can lead to anger. That could lead to a sense of you're taking advantage of me. And so now all of a sudden, there's this sense of saying, I have to advocate for myself against you. Instead of saying in marriage, I want to be advocating for you. Hmm. And what you want in your spouse is someone who's saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, 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 honey. Let's go to the restaurant that you want to go to. No, no, please. I already made a reservation at the restaurant that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a subtle thing. But I got to say, when I, when I put in that little phrase, you know, mm-hmm. uh, don't take yourself too seriously, that's what I meant. I meant all of that stuff uh, <laughs> in your... Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So it was, there was a lot in the answer. And I had, I had teased mom because I had put in other answers mm-hmm. and then crossed them out. Um, and those were things that I want from mom that mm-hmm. she's not as good at giving. Uh. <laughs> and so it was, guess what? It was an act of... Not taking yourself too seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. So double layers of cleverness in my little answer. (laughs) All putting it on out there. So, um, and then the one that jumped out at us among all of your answers. Do you remember the one that we said, that one is so good. That was what mom put. Family. No, it was honesty. Uh, Liliana said that. I think it was... Annalise. Annalise said it. Liliana. She told me her answer. Oh, really? Yeah. She said, oh, you're right. Because we couldn't guess it at the end. Being honest. And that one is so important. Because, again, it's another one of those Latin words, honestas. Honestas doesn't mean telling the truth. It means not hiding. Mm -hmm. Not hiding. And that is so important in a relationship with God and with your spouse. Why? We'll talk about that in a minute. And I want to come back and ask you guys more about future spouses on Sound Insight. So <laughs> Welcome back to the program. This is Tom Carlin with Mary Catherine and Mary Grace. Mary Catherine's a freshman at Franciscan University. Mary Grace is uh, living in community down in Newburgh and at Colorado State, right? Yes, transferring to George Fox in Tra- January. Nice. So that's happening soon. 
And so um, just before the break, uh, I mentioned anastas, which means not hiding. And it's, when I would give talks to men, I would say to them, the, the danger spot in your married life is that part of your life that you hide from your wife. Is there's when you're thinking about like taking an action or even thinking about like how you're spending your time, what you're giving your, your thought life over to, is it transparent? Is it something that you bring out into the open? Because if you hide it, then that's a danger spot that the devil can get in and can bind you up. And all of a sudden now you're starting to create a hidden life. Not, and I'm not talking about like private. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like John Mark said, he said, Dad, he said, uh, what if one of your kids came to you and said, I have the invisible stigmata? There you go. There's your brother. (laughs) Welcome to your brother's life. He's a a sophomore in high school. And um, I said, well, if they ever had the hidden stigmata, I wouldn't know about it because they'd be so humble. They would not want to talk about Mm -hmm. it. So, um, Anyways, um, but it's something that... um, my spiritual director said to me was one of the gifts that I had was honesty. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's like, I don't take that for granted. I don't take that for granted. And so in, in my relationship with your mom, um, it's something that we um, will uphold to each other is let's always be honest. And, and again, not honest is just tell each other the truth, but live out in the open, mm-hmm. not have a hidden part of our lives from each other. And so those are like just those are two things that maybe you don't hear a lot mm-hmm. when you think about what what should be in a future spouse. Um, but uh, I think that those are really foundational. They're really foundational if you're gonna um, if you're going to flourish in marriage because marriage is hard. It involves a lot of sacrifice, a lot of generosity, a lot of crosses. So, um, well, when you guys, um, now you're at the stage of your life more, you marry Grace, but you're, you're also getting there where, um, do you think about that a lot? Like what's my call in life? And, um, are you both convinced that you're called to be married? Have you ever thought of anything else? Um, well, when we were younger, you'd always like joke about us being nuns and I was always like, no, but. I, you guys know you both have like really cool nun names. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Sister Mary Catherine. My softball coach called me that. But um, I I feel like I'm called to be a wife. I don't really pray about it that much. But I don't know. I can't see myself as being a nun, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm called to... Like, I can see you for sure being married. Yeah. I feel like my personality is just more called to, like, raise children and, like, have a husband and, like, get them... Do you pray for your future husband? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Almost every night. What do you pray for? Oh. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty... I did not know that. Pretty, um... I just pray that he's doing well and, like, whatever he's going through, whatever anxieties he has, that they go away and that he, I don't know, has a good day. I don't know. Just, like, <laughs> just like it's, like, really short. Yeah. But, like, just... Just so I can tell him when I marry him, I'm like, yeah, I pray for you every day. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta play that. You only get to play that card once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? That's funny. Um, what about you, MG? I feel like I'm supposed to get married. I have said to the Lord, if you want me to be a nun, I will. If you want me to do whatever, just like not get married, I will. But I don't feel like I'm supposed to. Like I feel like I'm supposed to get married. Um, I don't have a boyfriend right now. Never have had a boyfriend. I've never even been on a date. Um, and right now I'm in a space where I 
like really strongly don't want to date anyone. Like if someone asked me on a date, I'd probably say no. Um, I'm like pretty content just to be with the Lord. Um, and it's not a like secretly, okay, I'm content with the Lord. Now is when you can bring my husband. It's like genuinely not that, which is really cool. Um, cause I've been in times before where it has been that, where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be dating anyone. Jesus, bring me a husband. Um, <laughs> that's for sure a thing. Um, but yeah, I, but I do feel like I'm supposed to be married. I do have like a lot of vision for my life. So like, I do have those like core qualities that I want my, that my future spouse has to have. Um, like what? Uh, first one is being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want him to, well, I said, have vision for his life. Dad said last night, have God's vision for his life. That's like kind of implied, um, that it would be God's vision. Um, now, why be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Um, it's just like the next level of relationship with God. Like water baptism is great, but if you're living like with the Holy Spirit alive inside of you, that means that you are uh, walking in obedience. The Holy Spirit is speaking into you. Um, you are like... I'm going to use words, freedom, power, and intimacy. Yeah, all of those things. That's a great way of saying it. Oh, the dog, the dog, the dog just has came walked in. into the recording room here. It's just my office. Um, I know for me, like when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, as soon as I started, like, that's like when you're really walking with the Lord, that like actually transformed my life. Um, and yeah, that's really important to me. And then if he's walking with the Holy Spirit, I know that he's going to have the Lord's vision for his life. I know that like, just loving me for him will be easier because he's going to be open to receiving the Lord's love. I don't know if that makes sense. That's, but, a, that's yeah. a great way of saying it, right? So that being baptized in the Holy Spirit is this sense of the gifts and graces of baptism and confirmation have been unleashed, have been yielded to. So there's an openness to the Spirit. There's a sense of the Spirit of the living God is at work in me, moving and prompting me. And uh, there's this great sense of... Um, like a free and powerful adventure that mm -hmm. the Lord has us on. And I, I know that for me, that was, it was game changing in my own spiritual life. Mm -hmm. And it was something that definitely was um, attractive to me marrying your mom is that we were both um, Catholic charismatic uh, mm -hmm. followers of Jesus. And, um, and so living our Catholic faith with that baptism in the Holy Spirit allowed us to like praise and worship God together. It just allowed for that sense of freedom, that sense of expectancy that the Lord moves with power and also that sense of intimacy where the Lord comes close and he'll heal. Mm -hmm. So that that's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, Mary Catherine, what about you in terms of any particular qualities? Um, I have always said honesty or trust. Like I feel like they both they have to be trustworthy. Kind of tie into each other. Yeah. Um, loyalty. Th those are all kind of the same. Funny. I can't stress this enough. He has to be funny. Like, How about I, just laugh at your humor? Yeah. I, uh, like, but actually has to be able to add to it? He has, yes. Like, I have met so many guys, and I'm just like, oh, wow, you're kind of cool. Like, I could date you. And then their humor comes out, and I'm just like, oh, I can't. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's not really a core quality. It, like, but, like, reveals their maturity. It, yes, it reveals their maturity to me. And... Like our family, our what kind of humor? Funny. What kind of humor do you like? Because there's uh, there's um, the dry humor, like the turn of phrase humor. There's the kind of like over the top uh, elf. 
I'd say dry. Humor. She likes dry humor, quick yeah. humor. They can respond to something in a conversation quick enough yeah. and not like make fun of it in a mean way. Yeah. But it's like you like, not sarcasm, things. right? No. Sarcasm is sarcasm a kind is of humor. kind of mean. I don't really it like is, it's Sarc- mean. I don't love sarcasm and not puns. Mm-hmm. Puns is like it's yeah. fake humor. Yeah, um, or it's not saying things that you know everyone will laugh at but it's like are you quick enough to like yeah. catch things yes that exactly oh my mm-hmm. goodness i'm gee i don't know um kind generous mm-hmm. um outgoing outgoing is for you a core value if he's not outgoing no i don't know i haven't I'm thought just, about this i'm just long. wondering outgoing is a great quality but is it's it just like, i think he's asking what's your has to have um, he has to be outgoing. Catholic. Also, you are very generous, so yeah. I don't know. I still remember this story. We were flying back on a plane from Cincinnati, and we had a little layover, and you wanted to get gifts for all of your siblings. Oh you gosh. had $52 that you had saved up, and you went into this little uh, airport store. Don't ever shop in an airport store, but she <laughs> bought all not. these little gifts and you put them up onto the counter, and you were so excited to pay for them. And all of a sudden, the woman said it was $50. And you just had this, like, blood drain from your face. And you're like, ha, ha, ha. And you gave the money, and you got these little gifts to bring home uh, for your siblings. But they and were so excited. They were so excited. But was it worth it? Yes. Now you're still very generous giving gifts, but there's a different means of accomplishing it. You're What's right. that means? You text your dad. Dad's money. You say, Dad, can you just like transfer $10 into my account for food? Dad, or, or now you don't even do that anymore. Now it's, Dad, can you text me some money so I can pay back my friends who gave me the money for the no, thing? No, it's not That's like very that. clever. That's very clever. Yeah. So I, maybe I should use humor to kind of cut that off. So anyway. So what do you guys hope for now that you, you're here for, the, uh, for these days? Was there something that you were hoping for in coming here? The surprise is one thing. Um, just to spend time with the family because I haven't seen them in so long. Mm-hmm. And I never realized how much I liked it until I didn't have it. Wow. Yeah. I like one-on-one conversations. I think sometimes when I come, it's so easy to get caught up in everyone being together. So I'm hoping to just like spend one-on-one time with everyone at some point. Yeah. And I'm, um, uh, I'm really glad. You challenged me last night, Mary Grace, about... Um, one of our one of your sisters having a soccer tournament and uh i was like yeah you know what i'm not gonna just wait for her to come to that decision i'm just gonna i'm just gonna step in and do it now so was able to kind of free her from even having to worry about it so that she can actually be free for family so thank you for that challenge you're welcome all right thank you ladies for being with me this is a special gift and a blessing thank you yeah god bless you guys and you all have a blessed uh well black friday and join me on monday for more sound insight